Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chelekud Gimel Parsha Smate Sicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha, we learn about the plunder from the war against Midian and the taxes that were given from it. And there are five parts in the sicha. The rebel number one asks a question in Pshutishal Mikra that's not addressed by Rashi. Number two, present and challenge the answer of the Ramban. Number three, present the answer, and we're going to divide it in three parts. Number four, present how part of the answer is explained in halacha. And number five, present the hira. Our parsha relates that after the Yidin were victorious over Midian and brought the captives and the plunder, so Hashem commanded, Count the plunder of the captives of the people and the animals. And you should divide it, you should divide the plunder between the warriors that went out to war and between the rest of the Yidin. And you should take a tax for Hashem from those who went out to war. It should be one out of 500 of every person and every type of animal. And you should give it to a Lazar and from the half that the Yidin received, you should take one out of 50, not one out of 500. You should give it to the Levim, not to Lazar Kain. And the Torah concludes, That Moshe and Lazar Kain did as Hashem commanded Moshe. Now afterwards, the Torah details the total number of each category of the plunder. So it tells us how many people there were, and then it goes into different types of animals and tells us how many were in each category. Then it tells us the total of the half of each category of people and animals received by those who went into war, who went to war. And then it tells us the amount of their tax. And so to the Torah details, the half of the Yidin, what they received of each category of people and different types of animals. And it concludes, It says that they took the one out of 50 tax from the Yidin's portion, but there it doesn't specify the amount. So we have the total of each category, people and various animals. Then we have the total of the half that those who went to war received in each category, as well as the amount that they gave as a tax. And for those, the rest of the Yidin, we have the details of each category of what they received. And about the tax, it just says that they gave it without specifying the amount and in each category. Now, it's not understood at all. And this is a three-part question. The question is, why does the Torah detail all these numbers? It would be enough to just say, as it says, and leave it at that. Why does the Torah then continue on to tell us the number of people, and then tells us all the different animals in their category, how many there were of each of the animals? And even if, for whatever reason, the Torah wants to inform us of all the details of the event, including the numbers of the people and the various categories of animals, but still it would be enough to state the total the total of the plunder, and it would be self-understood how much is the half of those who went to war, how much is the 500th that they had to give, and how much is the other half of those 
of the rest of the Yidin. So why does the Torah also have to tell us that? It tells us what's the half of those who went to war, what's the 500th that they had to give, and then tells us also the half that the Yidin received, the rest of the Yidin received. Why does it have to tell us that? We could figure out those numbers on our own. And on the other hand, if for whatever reason there is a need to write it all out in detail, whatever that explanation will be, so then why didn't it detail the total of the 50th that went to the Levium? So the Torah tells us the numbers of all of the things, of the people, and then it breaks the animals into categories and how much were in each category. Then it tells us what's the half of those who went to war. Then it tells us what is the 500th of that that they gave as a tax to Allah Zarqayin. Then it tells us the half that the rest of the Yidin received. And then it says the 50th they gave without telling us the number. So the question is, why does the Torah have to tell us any of this? And if there is some explanation for why it had to tell us these numbers, and it is important, then the question is, why didn't it tell us this final detail as well? And to add to this question, since these questions are in the learning of Pshut Mikra, so Rashi should have answered them. And as we explained many times, that the approach of Rashi and the Torah is to explain every difficulty that arises in learning the simple meaning of the Psukim. And like the Rebbe has pointed out elsewhere, that indeed when there's a question that Rashi doesn't have an answer to in Shemikra, Rashi says, which indicates that he's there to answer every question. And so if there is a question that there's no answer to it in Shemikra, Rashi will say, And since Rashi doesn't answer these questions, that proves that in Shemikra they are not even questions. And so we have to understand, what is the explanation for all this? Now the Ramban answers that the Torah needs to detail the total of half of the plunder and how much was the tax in order to inform us that from the day that they took the plunder until they counted it, divided it, separated the tax and gave it to Allah Zarqayan, none of all the great number of animals and people died. And this is a great miracle and the same is true with the half that the nation took and what was given to the Levim. And so that's why the Torah tells us the number to to inform us that the numbers stayed the same and nothing died, which is a great miracle. However, this answer is not going to fit, because besides for the question of why the Torah doesn't specify the tax given to the Levim from the portion of the Bnei Yisrael, even in Pshut Mikra, the rule is that Hashem doesn't do a miracle, Hashem doesn't perform a miracle for nothing. So why did Hashem make this miracle? And if it's an order that Yidin shouldn't lose money, so we don't find that Hashem makes miracles for this purpose, that Yidin shouldn't lose money. And there are many ways for Hashem to do this, to arrange that Yidin shouldn't lose money. It doesn't have to be done in such a miraculous way. It can be done without such a miracle. So this answer is not going to be able to fit for answering our questions here. The explanation in this is as follows. If, as we suggested, the Torah only wrote and nothing more, didn't tell us the amounts, then there would be a question, and this question would specifically be in the simple way of learning. The question would be by nature, with captives of people and animals, living things, it's not common at all that the total of each and every category will be exact to the extent that half of each category, we have people and then there's different types of animals, it'll come out in such a way that half of each category will be able to be divided into groups of 50 and 500, and that there won't be any extras. And in the words of Chazal, you can't get such a perfect type of arrangement. And so in this instance, since the command was to take a tax of 1 out of 50 from the Yidin, and 1 out of 500 from those who went to war, so there should have been a command about what to do with the extras. That's what the question would be if the Torah only said, The question would be, 
what's where's the command about what to do with the extras? Because it's almost impossible that there won't be extras. And therefore, in order to answer this question, the Torah specifies that the numbers of each category were unbelievably precise, that it worked out perfectly, that it was divisible. Each half was divisible into 50 and 500. Now, what question does this answer? So it for sure answers the question of why the Torah tells us the general number. Because by telling us the general number, it answers to us why there was no command about what to do with the extras, because it was such a number where there weren't any extras. However, it seems that it possibly also answers another two of the points. It's not clear, but this is what it seems like. And the other two are, why does the Torah tell us the half of those who went out to war, and why does it tell us what they gave? Because once we're talking about that the whole purpose of this is about the giving, that it should be perfect, at one out of 50 and one out of 500, so the Torah doesn't just tell us the general number, it's saying it for the purpose of that it worked out what they gave. So it goes all the way through it. It tells us the general number, and then it tells us what those who went out to war received and what they gave. There's no need to do the other side of the Yidden, because once we bring it out on one side, then we already see the point. So that's what it seems like this answer answers. It answers those three points. What remains to be understood is, why does the Torah tell us the amount of the Yidden, what the Yidden received, their half? He already told us the half of those who went out to war. There's no need to tell us the half that the Yidin received as well. And on the other hand, if there's a reason to say it, then why doesn't it also say the tax that they gave? Now, one more point over here is that this isn't a miracle that rejects nature. This is not a miraculous thing like by Avram that he didn't uh, die when he was thrown into the Kivshan Aish. Because nature doesn't necessitate that the numbers shouldn't be exact. It's just that it's not common at all. So it's not an issue that there was some sort of miracle over here. Now we're going to move on and have a question on this. And instead of putting the question under the answer as a question on it, and then give an answer to it, we're going to put it to the side, and we're going to follow up with another similar such question. And so the question is, however, it's still not fully understood, because ultimately it's something that is not common at all. So why did this happen? Why did Hashem make this happen, that it should be an exact number that's divisible into 50 and 500. And the answer is, after the command, where Hashem said, that they should take a tax from those who went into war. They should take one out of 500 of each of the categories. So the Torah repeats, which seems to be extra. It already says you should take. Why does it say again? You should take from the half that they get and give. It already says, one out of 500. So this proves that Hashem wanted, and we can't ask why, just like we can't ask why one out of 50 or one out of 500 when it comes to a mitzvah Hashem, can't ask why. But we see from here that Hashem wanted that the tikahu of the one out of 50 and the one out of 500 should be from the whole half. And so if there was extra, there wouldn't be tikahu from those, from those extra. So that's why it was done, so that the mitzvah of Hashem should be done properly and fully, the way that Hashem commanded. So now we understand why the Torah tells it to us, because otherwise we'd have a question. We'd have a question, what did they do with the extra? The Torah tells us that there was no extra. 
And then the difficulty in that is why did Hashem arrange something so out of the ordinary that this should happen? Something which is completely not common at all. And the answer is because that allowed for the Yidin to fulfill the mitzvah that Hashem gave them fully and properly that they should take this tax from the whole machatzis, from the whole machatzis, from the whole half that they received, they should be able to give the tax and there shouldn't be any extra that from that section they wouldn't be able to do the mitzvah. However, there's still a question. It's still not understood. Now, before we present this question, I just want to point out that it's not fully clear to me what this question is, and I'll explain as we go through it. So the question is, Hashem commanded to divide the plunder. Now, since the numbers in the plunder were very large, like we see, there was 840,000 living things between the people and the various types of animals. So it's obvious that a long time passed from when they started counting. The counting's going to take a long time until they finished. And after this, the counting, they divided it, which took a long time. And after this, the dividing, they took the tax, which also took a long time. And it's usually impossible that during such a long time, not even one person or animal died from the 840,000 of them. And if even one died, then it wouldn't be equal. There wouldn't be equal groups if one died in one group. And also would affect the ability to take exactly one out of 50 and one out of 500. And Hashem said that they should divide it exactly in half. And Hashem said they should take one out of 50 and one out of 500. Now the part that's not clear to me is that it seems that we already answered that. We already answered that it was arranged in such a way that it was an exact number. The exact number originally all the way through to the half that those who went to war got and all the way through to the tax that they gave. So it seems over here that the question may be that beforehand we were just talking about not in terms of addressing the difficulty in it. We were just stating the need for the Torah to tell it us, so that we shouldn't have a question. But there's a difficulty on that. There's a difficulty on that that doesn't seem to be addressed over here in the Pasuk. The Pasuk is just letting us know that it was a perfect amount, so we won't have a question about how they do the mitzvah with the extras, because there were no extras. And so it tells us the full amount, it tells us the half that those who went to war received, and it tells us the tax that they gave, how they, from the beginning all the way through to the tax, it was a perfect number. But the Torah doesn't seem to be, there's a, the, not, the, the, so the Torah is telling us how it worked out, and the reason it was done, we said, is because it was a mitzvah. But there seems to be a difficulty in, in, in Indian with this itself, that it should work out in such a way. So that's the way, that's possibly the meaning of this question over here. So even though in Indian it seems, theoretically it seems we already answered this question because we explained there was a, a number that worked out all the way through, but we didn't address the difficulty on saying that. And so that seems to be what the question is over here. There's a difficulty in saying this. It's completely out of the ordinary that it should work out in such a way that not even one person or animal from 840,000 of them that none of them would die. And therefore, because of this difficulty, the terrorist specifies the half of the Yidden. Not only does it tell us the half of those who went out to war to show us how the numbers worked perfectly, it also tells us the half that the Yidden received. It's in order to inform us that the second half was the same exact as the first half. It worked out perfectly because a completely unusual thing occurred that not a single person and not a single animal died. And like we said before, this too isn't the miracle that rejects nature. And the reason for it was in order that Yidin could, could fulfill the command of Hashem, like we said, so the Yidin should be able to fulfill the command of Hashem, that it should be two exact halves, and they should be able to give uh, in such a way that it's one out of 50 and one out of 500. So again, over here, it continues with the question that I was pointing out and understanding the what the question is, it'll also affect what the answer is, but according to the explanation, 
that we gave for the question, it seems the answer over here is saying that when the Torah tells us the general amount and the amount that the ones who went to war received and what they gave, it's more telling us to say, show how it fit into the 500 so we shouldn't have any questions about what do they do with the extras because there were no extras. When the Torah tells us the amount of the Yidin, it's to address this point that this seems to be completely out of the ordinary. There's two things. The first one was that it should be an exact number. It tells us it was an exact number. But that none should die, that's even more unusual. And the Torah addresses that by telling us the amount of the Yidin. It's sort of telling us, even though we already know the amount that the those who went to war received and what they gave, and we see it's consistent all the way through. But it's not emphasized. The place that the Torah emphasizes it is by telling us also the half that the Yidin got. Not just the half that those who went to war got, which which mostly is there to tell us that it was a full number of 500. It's coming to tell us another point. It was exact. It was exact. It's telling us also the number that the Yidin received. That they got exactly half. And that there was this completely out of the ordinary thing that not even one of the people or one of the animals of the plunder died. And all of this was in order that the Yidin could fulfill the command of Hashem, that they should take, divide it exactly in half, and that they should take out of what they received, they should take out and give a tax, either one out of 500 or one out of 50. Now we're going to come back to the question why the Torah doesn't tell us what was the tax that was taken from the Yidin's portion, what was the total, what was the number, it says it was one out of 50, but it doesn't specify the amount. So the explanation is that after the Torah relates all of this, there's no need to specify the one out of 50 tax of the Yidin. Because we could figure that number on our own and there's no purpose in telling it to us. Everything up to now, we explained the purpose in it. And since there's no purpose in it, and we could figure out the math part of it on our own, and so the Torah just relates in general that Vayikach Meisha Mimachts is Bnei Yisrael, that Meisha took from the half that the Bnei Yisrael received, Es Ha'ochuz, the percentage, Echad Menachamishim Vegamer, one out of 50 Vegamer. So there's no purpose in telling us the number, so the Torah doesn't tell it us, and we can figure it out on our own. According to Halacha, we can explain this last point of why the Torah doesn't tell us the total of what the Yidin gave as a tax, but it does tell us the total of what those who went out to war gave as a tax. So according to Halacha, we can explain this last point as follows. According to the Bahag, the Chiyuv of taking the tax from the plunder of Midian is counted as a mitzvah. It's counted as as one of the number one of the six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs. And the Rambam argues with him, and the Rambam holds that since it's not a mitzvah for generations, it's not something which exists in later generations. So therefore, it's not counted among the mitzvahs. Only mitzvahs that are luderis are counted as within the mitzvahs. Since this is not Ladaris, it's not for future generations, so it's not counted among the mitzvahs. The Ramban explains the opinion of the Bahag, that the Bahag holds that the tax from the plunder of Midian is a mitzvah for future generations, and that's why he counts it as one of the mitzvahs. Now in the Zaya Harakia, he asks that it says clearly in the Gemara that the tax from the plunder of Midian is not a mitzvah for generations. How could the Ramban explain this about the opinion of the Bahag? And the Neide Be'udah answers that only the tax from the portion of the Yidin is not a mitzvah for generations. And the reason is because the we don't give any of the plunder to the those who didn't go out to war for future generations. That was done by Midian, but in general it's not done. So that's why it's not a mitzvah for generations, because not, they don't even receive from the plunder. 
However, the tax from the portion of those who went to war is a mitzvah for generations. So that's the difference between the opinion of the Bahag and the Rambam. The Bahag holds that it is for generations, and what it says in the Gemara is referring to the tax that's taken from the Yidin. And the Rambam holds that it's not a mitzvah for generations. So according to this, we can explain the lengthiness by the tax that was taken from those who went to war, because it's relevant for future generations, and why it's not. We don't have the lengthiness by the tax that was taken from the Yidin, because it's not for future generations. So this is an explanation in halacha for this distinction between the two taxes, the two mechas that the Torah talks about, that by the one from those who went to war, the Torah tells us the number, because that's relevant for future generations. So it tells us the total, it tells us the actual amount that they gave. And by the mechas, the tax that was taken from the Yidin, the Torah just says it was one out of one out of 50, but it doesn't tell us the total because it's not relevant for future generations. The hirah from all this, according to Peshut HaShemikra, is how great Hashem cherishes the doing of mitzvahs by Yidin. That so many things that are so unlikely occurred just so Yidin should fulfill a mitzvah fully. That the number was an exact number and that none of the animals died. And not just during the doing of the mitzvah does Hashem arrange. Hashem is Masavav the Sibis. He arranges that there shouldn't be any distractions or obstacles. But rather also before the time of the actual doing of the mitzvah. Hashem arranges the circumstances so that after a long while the mitzvah should be fulfilled fully. And like in this incident in our discussion over here with Midian, that there was an exact number of the people and animals of Midian, which can only be if it was all in place and being arranged much earlier in time, that a lot of their different different transactions and the different things that they were doing were all being arranged much earlier in time so that when the battle and the war occurred it should be a perfect number and from this there is a hirah to each and every one one shouldn't be intimidated from distractions or obstacles and one shouldn't be concerned if at times it seems that one is unable to perform a mitzvah rather one should be certain that Hashem arranged and will arrange that one should be able to fulfill the mitzvah, and not just fulfill the mitzvah, but to fulfill the mitzvah fully.